I'm proud to be an American. I love the freedoms of our country that the men and women who have died have given us. I'm also proud to be a Christian because I have accepted the price that Jesus paid for my salvation from sin and from hell. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. And today we are going to continue to talk about remembering the sacrifice of those that have given their lives for our nation and our freedoms as we are approaching Memorial Day next week, but also to remember the sacrifice of our Savior Jesus. And we'll be going through some of the elements of communion or the Lord's table as we find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're also going to tell you that these ordinances, baptism, communion, aren't ways of salvation. And they're not things that get you saved or keep you saved. These are things that will help you remember your salvation, remember the sacrifice that Christ made for you. So we're going to talk about that and more here on In Grace today. And I hope that it is a blessing to you as we open up the Word of God and we teach right from Scripture and we believe it and we live it. And right before we go, let me remind you that In Grace not only has these radio programs or podcasts, we also have a great TV program. You can watch In Grace Wednesday nights. It would have been last night or this coming Wednesday on TBN. Uh, You can also find us anytime on YouTube or Roku. So just search for In Grace. We also would love it if you were to subscribe for the YouTube channel or if you want to get notifications or like the videos. That helps more people see the programming that we do. So let me invite you to go to search for In Grace on YouTube or Roku or watch us anytime on Wednesday nights on TBN. We also are excited because we're going to Israel in February, and we're going to Alaska this July as a group. If you'd like to be on that In Grace group to Alaska, the Creation Cruise, or to our tour to Israel, then go to our website, ingraceradio.com, click on travel. Plenty of churches believe that this ordinance of communion is a way of salvation. Okay, that is not true. That is not true, okay? It is a picture of salvation. When I travel, I carry in my wallet a picture. Now, it's an old picture, but it's a picture of Karen and my daughters. And when I travel, I'll often pull that out and I'll remember my family. But now on the phone, there's millions of pictures, right? And, and it's a picture. What does a picture do? It, it brings you back to a, to a time and a place, right? So, so this Lord's table is not a way of salvation. It is an outflow of salvation. It is not something that saves us or keeps us saved. It is something that shows our salvation and reminds us of what saved us in the first place. So it's a picture of the way that we were saved, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me make sure that that's very, very clear. And let's continue to talk about the first element of the two elements of 
the Lord's table, and that is the bread. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, 23, it says at the end of the verse that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Now, Jesus was giving his disciples his last words. Judas had left the room and he was encouraging them. This was the, his last time with them. He would go into the Garden of Gethsemane and be arrested not long after the upper room. So the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Okay, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat, this is my body. You say, okay, that's, that's him saying this is actually bread, but it's, it's turning into my body. No, that's not biblical either. If, if you believe that that bread literally turns into the body of Christ, you believe in cannibalism. He's not saying, here's my arm, take a bite. He's saying this, everyone knows it's a figure of speech. This is my body. It's a, it's a picture. It's a way for us to, to ingest a spiritual lesson that, that needs to happen every so often. Why is it so important? Because we are so quick to forget. That's why we need to continue to do this. He took bread when he gave thanks. By the way, isn't that interesting? Jesus said a prayer of thanks for his food. Do you do that? Your kids, if they're in our schools, um, they probably make you say a prayer before you eat. Um, but you need to do that. Jesus did that. We need to thank God for what he's provided. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance. Remembrance of me. Now, this is a picture of his broken body. Let me just point out something that you might not know. This was around the time of the Passover. The Passover, if you look in Exodus 12, 46, the Passover lamb, they were to kill, use the blood of that lamb. This was still when Israel was in Egypt. Put the blood over the doorpost of the house and then everyone inside that house would be protected from the angel of death that was coming that night. But there was also a stipulation that they, Exodus 12, 46, at the end says, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. There's a, a, a prophecy in Psalms 34, 20 that says he keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. So Jesus is the sacrifice that the Passover lamb typified, the Passover lamb was not to have a bone broken. Jesus was not to have a bone broken. I wonder what happened. If you know anything about crucifixion, they would hang you on a cross and it was death by asphyxiation. The reason you would asphyxiate because you couldn't breathe when you're held up by your arms and you're down and you don't have the ability to get the breath, especially after you're worn out. It was, a, it, it was an excruciating form of execution. The Romans did it because it was so horrible and torturous in public. They made sure it was done in a prominent place. 
And eventually, the person being crucified could not lift himself up anymore to draw a breath, and they eventually would asphyxiate. So what they would do, if it got late and they needed to end this, they would come along and they would break the bones of the legs. And you know what? They did that with the two thieves that were on each side of Jesus. But when they got to him, John 19.33 says, they saw that he was already dead and they break not his legs. Isn't this incredible? So when we get back to communion and he says, this is my body which is broken for you, his body was broken, his body was whipped, his body was pierced, nailed, spat upon, his body was broken, but his bones weren't broken. Isn't that amazing how the Bible is always accurate? Always accurate. So think of that broken body. Broken body. You know, the most important words in this entire passage, it's not about the, you know, uh, transubstantiation, consubstantiation, the Eucharist, all of these things that we, we use these big words. The most important words in the Lord's table is broken for you. For you. That's why communion is so important because you, you are taking the elements yourself and you are ingesting those elements. It reminds you that he was broken for you. It's very personal. We do it as a church. We do it corporately. But it is a, a moment for you to connect with Jesus in communion and fellowship. And it was to be done in remembrance. Why should we continue to do this? Why don't we just do it one time? Why do we do it as often as, as you, you need to? Because we forget. We are really, really good at forgetting. Not only do we forget, we also have children coming up. And that's why we need to continue this practice until he come. And that's the next thing. But the second thing is the cup. So look at 1 Corinthians eleven twenty five. 25. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Notice that it's called the cup. It is called sometimes the fruit of the vine. It is never called wine. That's why we believe it was grape juice, and that's why we observe it with grape juice. Jesus' body was the cup that held the blood. His body was pressed and pierced and trodden, and the blood came out. So we take that cup, and we drink it, and we remember the color of the juice, red. The grape had to be pressed as Christ was pressed. And when we ingest that, when we drink that, we are to remember the new covenant. The, the way of salvation is the shedding of blood. Uh, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The animal blood wasn't enough. It was just a picture. This was the fulfillment of the types. And Jesus' blood was poured out. Innocent, innocent human blood. If you cut yourself, innocent human blood isn't coming out, okay? 
because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus had no sin. When he was bleeding, his blood was innocent and it was shed for you. So when you take that cup, remember the body that held the blood, the cup of his sacrifice for our sins. America needs to return to God. And here at In Grace, we have three products that will help bring our country back to the Lord. First, a track that tells the story of our symbol of freedom, the American flag, as well as the spiritual freedom found in Jesus. Next is our two-part audio series, Is America a Christian Nation? And finally, a DVD called America's Christian History that was filmed at the actual places where God's providence changed the course of our nation's history. When you give towards the cause of the gospel, we will thank you by sending you 25 flag tracks. If your gift is $15 or more, we will include the CD series Is America a Christian Nation? As a special thank you for your gift of $25 or more, you will also receive our two-part DVD series, America's Christian History. Just call 800-78-GRACE. Write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047, or visit ingraceradio.com for more information. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. And then it says, until he come. In verse 26, 1 Corinthians 11, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Let me say this very clearly. Jesus is coming again. Now, when? We've done big, long series on Revelation, on Daniel, Armageddon's dawn, and we will tell you this. We don't know when, I believe it's soon, but until he comes, let's continue to do this so we can remember him by the broken body, the bread, and the, the cup, the blood of Christ. Remember him. The Lord's table is a commitment to the future. Aren't you glad about the future? Because today might be terrible. Yesterday might have been awful, but the future, it very well could be great, Right? We can be optimistic about the future, but especially as Christians. We have a lot to be optimistic about because the Bible gives a glorious future in store for the Christian. The Lord's table is a commitment that looks to the future. He is coming again, for there's a day when we will be with him, celebrating him. There is a phrase that the Jewish people use when they end the Passover meal because it is the the yearning of every Jewish person to be in Jerusalem at Passover. And so they will often end the Passover cup to raise the cup and say, next year in Jerusalem. And there are some churches that have taken up the habit when they are uh, finishing the communion cup that they raise their cup in anticipation and say, next time with Christ. And I love that, next time with Christ. Look at Matthew 26, 29. But I say unto you, Jesus says to his disciples, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Isn't that gonna be great? 
You know, Amos actually tells us about that, Amos 9. It says in verse 13, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. So what does that mean? That means the the land is gonna be so fertile and so amazing in the millennial kingdom of Christ, which we as a church will take part in, along with the redeemed nation of Israel, that the person that is plowing is gonna be overtaken by the person that is reaping. I mean, I don't know about you, but you've read about Jack and the Beanstalk, and that was a pretty quick growth. But I've never heard of the person planting is being overtaken by the person that is, that is harvesting. This is gonna be glorious. Think about that. No matter how bad your day is today, no matter how bad a week you've had, think about this future. The mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt and I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. It's going to be a time that is beyond comprehension. I long for the day Jesus is coming again. It was a few days before Christmas. The year was 1917. Of course, you know that this is during World War I. The setting, the snowy landscape of Europe, blackened by war. There were trenches on both sides of this conflict. On one set of trenches, the Germans were holed up, and on the other side of the trenches, it was filled with Americans. That's one thing I'm always amazed at, is that much American blood has been shed on non-American soil. It was an exchange of gunfire, and it was intense. There was a narrow strip between the trenches of no man's land, filled with barbed wire. There was a young German soldier who was attempting to cross this no man's land, and he had been shot. And not only had he, had he been shot, but now he was entangled by barbed wire. His cries of anguish were heard even over the noise of the battle. One American soldier could not stand hearing his pitiful cries any longer, and so he begins to crawl out into no man's land underneath the barbed wire, heading toward this German soldier. The Americans, of course, saw this happening and immediately stopped firing. The Germans saw what was happening, and then they stopped firing. The American gets over to this young German wounded soldier, untangles him from the barbed wire, picks him up in the lull between the horrendous fighting of World War I, carries him over to the German trench and hands him to the German soldiers. He turns around and starts heading back when suddenly there's a hand on his shoulder and he's whipped around facing a German commander. The German commander said thank you and took off his iron cross and pinned it on the young American soldier. The soldier went back to his line, the commander went back to his line, and the insanity of war continued. But there was that brief moment in World War I 
and the carnage that had been occurring when there was an act of sacrifice, an act of compassion, an act of love that was demonstrated that was profound. And so we remember today not only those that have sacrificed for our freedoms, but the ultimate sacrifice of the one who loved us so dearly that though we were enemies and aliens, though, though we, we did not love him, he loved us. And, and God sent his son to die for our sins and he rose again. And by believing in him, by trusting in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the story of real freedom. Freedom from the penalty of sin, freedom from the presence of sin one day. I'm proud to be an American. I love the freedoms of our country that the men and women who have died have given us. I'm also proud to be a Christian because I have accepted the price that Jesus paid for my salvation from sin and from hell. And I invite you to put your faith in Jesus Christ right now. The Bible says that we're sinners. The Bible says that without Christ, we have no hope. We all have sinned. The wages of sin is death. That's separation from God and hell. But praise be to God, there's good news. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus, he had no sin. He became sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. How can we be saved? When we believe that Jesus died for our sins. You either believe it or you don't. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God who died for your sins and rose again? Do you believe that John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life? If you do, you're saved. You say, it can't be that simple. It's a gift. Receive the gift. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. How can you be saved? Believe that Jesus died for your sins and arose. And at this very moment, you'll be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. If you have questions about salvation, if you maybe wanna to talk to somebody about that, give us a call. Our number is 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave us a voicemail and we will get back to you. Or you can go anytime to our website, ingraceradio.com, and there you can get some great help and ask your questions. And also, when you contact us, ask for our patriotic flag tracks. Well, we call it the story of old glory. It's a trifold color track that has the flag on it, and it's the story of the flag. Around patriotic days like Memorial Day, Independence Day, uh, people are very open to receiving these, and I love passing these out. We have 25 that we'd like to send you as our way of thanking you for supporting In Grace and making sure more people hear the gospel. So you can make your donation by calling 1-800-78-GRACE or going to our website, ingraceradio.com. If you'd rather write to us, our mailing address is P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. We'll repeat all that in just a second. 
But when you make a gift of any amount, we're going to thank you by sending you these tracks, the story of Old Glory. And then if your gift is $15 or more, we're also going to include a really popular series on audio CD, Is America a Christian Nation? That's a good question. Uh, And then we also have for a gift of $25 or more, we'll add a third resource, and that is America's Christian History, Did God Intervene? And we have a two-part series there and really surprising stories that we're going to bring you that really show God's involvement in the foundation of this country. So to get these uh, items, just contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. When you give towards the cause of the gospel, we will thank you by sending you 25 flag tracks. If your gift is $15 or more, we will include the CD series Is America a Christian Nation? As a special thank you for your gift of $25 or more, you will also receive our two-part DVD series, America's Christian History. Just call 800-78-GRACE. Write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Or visit ingraceradio.com for more information. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.